Grab a seat at the bar to join us for another episode of McAnally's Pubcast, a podcast exploring the fun and fantastical mind of Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files series. Hosts Tans and Jess, and maybe bring you another round of literary analysis on this immense, immersive, and colorful environment inhabited by Harry Dresden, the world's only licensed private investigator and professional wizard. Join an active and engaged community of new and diehard dedicated fans focused on the fabulous themes, theories, characters, context, lore, and more. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 9.13, Summer's Influence, where we are covering the novel Summer Night. My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. India. Chapter 16. Dresden speaks with Marilyn Fix. Meryl hires Dresden to find her friend Lily. When Harry arrives at his car, he finds a very injured Elaine. I'm trying to, like listen to the episodes and be happy and Tansen's in there like making me sound like a robot because it's like Romeo (laughs) (laughs) Romeo (laughs) where for Romeo (laughs) come on that was really funny to hear that wasn't it I'm like listening I'm like alright Tansen understood (laughs) so anyway I laughed when I did that because it turned out so freaking well I don't think yes He's not one of the aired ones yet. No, it's I was going to say, yet. I was like, I've been listening to them. I haven't, okay, we haven't got to that one it's yet. Coming, so it's coming, but. <laughs> Spoiler alert, everyone. Here's they will have already heard it by the time they hear this yeah. one. Well, fair enough. Yes, yeah, that'll be true. like four that's weeks. True. Four that's weeks true. ago. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, you're the one that's already, they'll have heard it by this point. But. Yeah, okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. All right, Tanzan. <laughs> well, here, we'll take the, the spotlight off of your fuck ups a little bit. And um, fun little tidbit when the original CDs came out for Summer Nights. And I had ordered my copy, and you're listening, and it was funny. It was when uh, Buzzy Media was still doing these ones, and um, they sent, like, an email or something out to everybody that had ordered, and they're like, um, so, okay, we apologize. There's kind of, like, a fuck-up that made it through on the thing. Um, So anybody that wants, if you want to, like, send yours back, we'll send you. I was like, "Mm -mm, no way, man. This is, like, collector's copy. I'm keeping the fucked-up one. So at the start of this, where he's, like, being held up by your neck hurts, um, and then just when he starts to talk or whatever. So it says at the end of the last chapter, right, she comes up behind him and grabs the back of his neck. And so he's sitting there and he's like, um, I can't remember exactly where he says, but he says something. And he was like, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, 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 fuck. She's holding him by the back of the neck. Okay. Okay. Hang on. And then he like rereads that part. It was like, <laughs> cause he forgot. I was thinking he was like being jumped from the front or whatever. And he's like, oh no, fuck. She's holding him from like the back of the neck. Okay. But yeah, it was just, I think it was just cause like he swore and like did it. And Buzzy's like, oh my God, we're so sorry. We'll get, I'm like, mm, I'm keeping this copy dead straight, man. That's much better. But so yeah. Buzzy, Buzzy media just forgot to edit that. Yeah. It was like, it just got missed somehow in it. that Somehow that part didn't get removed in the, did they actually say what the problem was, or you actually had to just have your ears on totally to wait until to find out what, what the, the mistake the was? was? Like, listening intently, going, where is it, where is it? We hear there's been a problem with chapter 16. <laughs> I think it might have been something like that. I think they might have said, like, on disc four or... 
you know, this chapter or something like that. Because the anticipation would have killed me. Yeah, I like literally like 20 years ago. I don't remember. Oh, great. Now I have to pay attention to this book. So, (laughs) like, that was a problem, anyways. But yeah, I don't know. And I probably would not find the poster or anything from them. But yeah, no, I, I, I feel like they maybe had said something like that. I feel like it was like, and maybe that was it. Maybe you didn't even need to send back the whole thing. They're just like, oh, there's an error on disc four. Send us disc four and we'll send you a replacement. You know. <laughs> I'll find it. But yeah. Yeah, it's it's not that little bit. Find it and post it. Really funny. Thank you for that tidbit. That but yeah, fun. it was. It was kind of fun. But I was like, instantly when I see this thing, I was like, mm, I'm keeping mine. Whatever so it now, is, whatever comes up, I'm like, I'm keeping now mine. Now mom has... A collector's, a collector's edition, edition I mean, rare it, copy of James Marsh's swearing. That definitely doesn't exist anywhere else. That's right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Meryl comes up and grabs him and is like, "Get off of him!" And so yeah, so kudos. I mean, this is funny. This goes back a little bit to where we were talking before about the werewolf senses in and out of human and werewolf form because we're like. When he drops Billy off after the Reign of Toads, we're like, oh, Georgia's, like, nostrils flared, and she looked up and saw them coming in, right? So we're like, but then um, before, when Billy, um, when when Dresden goes to set up uh, the circle to bring in Toot and with the pizza, Billy's like, well, I could go off and try and pick up their scent or whatever, right? And he comes back, and he's like, yeah, it was a little bit different, but I could probably recognize it again in my other form or whatever, right? So you're like, okay, you need to be more wolfy to really, you know, fair. And then here, like I say, I mean, they're going along and Billy just suddenly reacts out of nowhere, right? So I'm like, maybe he, but I mean, again, it's a dark alley. Dresden is a little preoccupied, but again, people are usually coming at him. And especially lately, he's had these like constant assaults from, you'd think he'd be pretty sort of as humanly aware of what's going on, right? And Billy seems to pick up before them that somebody's lurking in the shadows or whatever, right? So I'm like, so they do have keener skills as humans, but it's like, you know, like, did you hear? Did you see? Did you smell? Like, what was it that tipped Billy off in this instance that... Or is he just really astute? Or is he just really astute and Dresden was just all caught up with everything else that's going on and whatever that he wasn't, but yeah... I'm like, I, I, I'm still leaves me a little bit like. It's, a, it's a bit ambiguous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I want to know how much wolfy powers they have when they're not wolfy. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I'll just put it all on D and D rules again, where it's like you kind of always have passive perception. You, you always have your like powers of whatever that may be, but sometimes you just roll bad. And yeah. so it's like, no matter what, when you get higher and higher level, your rolls are just always going to be better and better. Even if you roll bad, it's like you just got so much to add on to it. Yeah. But when you're lower level, you're still really dependent on the dice. So it's like, you know, sometimes you roll good and sometimes you roll bad. And he's still really low level. So it's like, you know, sometimes the wolfy powers work and sometimes they don't. The rest of the time. <laughs> I'll buy that. I like that. I, I now, yeah, I now envision as he's writing and trying to set up a scenario. Because we already discussed how he sort of creates his characters based that way. Sort of gives them a character sheet and stuff. And I'm like... He's now sitting there like roll. Oh, I know shit. a lot of no, authors Billy's, do that. Billy's Billy's not gonna smell them in this case. Fuck! What is Dresden getting? I gotta find some other way for Dresden to figure this out because Billy rolled too low. And I I, I really feel like uh, Dresden does do that because sometimes it's like he gets so amazing in a fight, and sometimes he does so poorly that I'm really like that was just like a toss of the dice. Like, yeah, really. Because like, like really like, and I know like I know that in this new age D and D world, it's <laughs> such a new thing. I know a lot of authors do like. You know, they claimed that. They're like, oh my god, this is what this character rolled in this instance. I didn't know how I was going to fix it, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, a dang. lot of, like, younger people are doing that now. They're just like, I don't know. For this author. is what the dice did. 
you know what? I guess in some ways that's fair, right? And it, and it gives you a little bit of a step, right? Because remember when we were taking a while ago, I was like, part of the reasons why... Elaine sucks? You know, what I would suck as an author at this moment without any experience, skill, or training is because exactly, I would want all my characters to be super badass and wonderful. I'd never want to give anybody any faults, right? Dresden would never lose a fight. He's awesome, right? But I mean, I guess that's a good way of doing it. That if you, if you sort of let yourself, then you, dice yeah, like, no, you're I like, guess they do suck. I, I get, yeah, he's he's gonna die in this one. Damn it! For, <laughs> forces you to come up with a new solution too. When yeah, different. the easy solution is like, oh, I guess he can't do that power. All right, how else does he get out of this? Exactly right. Where yeah, you bring in other characters or situations or da 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 da. Right, what gear he's got on? Oh look, he magically has his superpower Hercules ring today. Oops, no, he left it at home. You know, so. Hmm. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to get that out of my head now. I'm just going to picture Butcher as he sits there riding with his, like, mega dice tray. And don't <laughs> fuck me, Gil. Come on. <laughs> what you guys are missing is every single time Maggie does a roll the dice motion. She's performing a hand job in her seat. It, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying very hard to be professional and not make fun of this, but it was just too much. The third time was too much. Uh, <laughs> that's okay this is also where the Moby Dick Seaman episode just aired so you already I work with children um, yeah, I love that people call it too <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so here we are introduced to again yes it's this couple from the picture from the funeral home and um Fix squeaks, so he immediately identifies him, <laughs> and then Meryl introduces herself. Um, and it's just it's it's such a great exchange, you know. She's like, "I'm sorry, I just wanted to apologize for like hitting you and throwing you in the dumpster." And he's like, "Are you sure you got the right guy?" He's like, "Nobody ever apologizes to me." <laughs> yeah, it's really not an expected moment to First, have have the. Yeah. The people that you sort of suspect right now right. apologize. Oh, yeah, it's like they just suddenly yeah, wailed on you and ran away. Oh my god, the wizard's here, the wizard's here. Well, he's supposed to be an okay guy. I don't know, run away, the wizard's here. And, like, and only a few hours later is now holding up by the back of your neck. And then, well, like, sorry. And then that's the other thing. And she's like, no, I was scared. I acted without thinking. And he's like, okay, well, I'm pretty sure lurking in a dark alley to mug me with your apology isn't the normal way to go, but, you know, I never read that Mars Venus book, so, you know, but it's again where he's like, okay, so you do want to apologize, but normally, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, okay, not what we meant either. We were just trying to, like, wait around, but it's like, it's not my fault y'all freaked out and pounced on Fix, and then I had to rescue him, and then, but yeah, it's just, like, such a great, she's like, I want to apologize for, like, throwing you in the dumpster, and holding you up and threatening to break your neck. Well, she even <laughs> says, like, oh, I was going to wait by the car for you. But it's like, the alley is not waiting by the car. If someone was leaning against my car, it'd be a lot less threatening than someone, like, lurking in an alleyway, right? Like, well, this is, yeah, she says she says we didn't know how to find you, so we were waiting around your car, yes. So I'm like, I guess maybe they, I mean, again, other shit's going on with rules, murder. Maybe they didn't want to just stand in the spotlight at uh, his car or was afraid he'd zap them from a distance if they, so they were kind of waiting a little bit out of the way what are you dying about? I have a labeled office in downtown I'm in the phone book <laughs> I'm in the newspaper every other week but sure wait for me in an alley <laughs> this this is fair Halflings I know, just don't I, think like I, that I didn't I know guess. how Changelings, else to find yeah. you so yeah get it yeah she's they're, they're still enough in the mortal world like obviously you know that's where they've grown up because none of them are sure they want to choose that side but yeah but 
is is this part of that like like when you're like late teens, early twenties, adulting, and you still are like calling your mom for everything and being like, oh, and you're like, it's okay, just call the dentist. And, I can't call the dentist. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what. To, that's fine. Just tell them you don't know what to ask. They don't care. People do this all the time. Just call them and be like, hey, my mouth hurts. I don't know what I, you know, and they'll tell you. Okay, well, you need this, <laughs> you know, health insurance, and you need this, you know, ID, and you need whatever, right? It was this like from an actual moment. <laughs> Last week? No. Yeah. No. Ah, I handled my own shit. <laughs> uh, she was just talking about that. Oh, um, um, I was talking to someone yesterday. She was cleaning out a purse and transferring over to another. So she was going through like six wallets and things and pulling out, you know, these super multi-pocket slotted things. And every time she'd find a new compartment, there was more cards and stuff like this or whatever. And she's like, I still have like my grandkids and like my great grandkids, like... Um, healthcare and whatever because they always lose it and can never find it and I was like yeah I was like I still have I was like my one kid usually is kind of okay she has hers the other one was forever like losing and forgetting so I was like yeah I still have like her birth certificate and stuff and she'll phone me up and be like mom what's my healthcare I have an appointment in like two minutes and I'm on the bus and I don't know where. <laughs> I'm like yeah it's just a thing but for the yeah. record, I have been able to keep my health care now for, like, two or three years. So. Only because you can, like, program it in your phone or whatever. You finally remember to, like, There's take an a picture for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Stupid pandemic made me have to, like, read it out every t- two every days. 30 seconds, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, is this one of those things where, like, Meryl and Fix and them are just, like, young enough that, yeah, like you say, it doesn't occur Look up a phone to, book. <laughs> you know, what is that? It was like they don't know, you know. It's two th- early 2000s. They had to have still known what a phone book was and how to use one. Or are they just, well, again, but just, they're, you know. They're also comically disorganized and, like, got their heads, like, well, r- running around like chickens with their heads and off. Like, oh, my God, the wizard. Wee! Right. And, I mean, in all fairness, we've all done stuff shit like that fairly you know like you know like you know the other day where you're like oh my god i can't do this how am i gonna you know like um i can't think of a good example now that i want one of course (laughs) but you know but it's like uh oh my god like you know the power's out how am i gonna like microwave a cup of hot chocolate and it's like i don't know use your gas stove and you're like oh yeah that's a thing right you know like things like that right where you always have those like stupid stupid moments where you just completely do not think of like the obvious solution but yeah (laughs) I do love that way. She's like, I didn't know. Because I've obviously heard of him before, too. Because they know his reputation and some things about him or whatever, right? So I'm like, again, is that simply from the, it's all word of mouth. Like, (laughs) but yeah, it's a good point. That is, that's just saying he's not, he's actually, you know, pretty easy to find. Pretty easy to find. That's (laughs) one of his worst traits, actually. (laughs) Hello, I'm right here. I'd have a big neon sign if I wouldn't blow it up. He (laughs) spends a lot of money on his marketing. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so anyway, so yeah, so he feels this headache coming back that has been coming on and off throughout his talks with Billy and his talks with Maeve and his talks with. Um, so she offers some help because he's like, yeah, he's like, I got things to do, you know, thanks for apologizing, catch you later. And she's like, oh, no, wait, you know, he's like, mm, I don't really have time to wait. And she's like, well, I might be able to help you with the whole Ron thing because like we were buds. So he's like, okay. Um, and then she doesn't really give him any information here. So, okay, fine. <laughs> so we get a little bit of background information. We find out that they're cha- that Meryl, Fix, and Ace, and Lily are all cha- changelings. So they're, they're half mortal, half fae. Yeah. And Billy's like, oh, cool. What's that? 
or no, he's like, what's that? And he's like, yeah, he's like, it's the mortal. He's like, oh, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I love, like, Billy has some good lines in this, you know, <laughs> like, where he's just coming up with, like, great stuff. Like, oh, you're looking for suspects? Was that before or after they threw you in the dumpster? <laughs> it's a really nice way to advance the plot line and, like, the, the, the oh, lore it super without is. being, like, knock you over the head with it. It super is. And even, like, in a minute here when um, she's going on about whatever else and saying they were getting picked on in the winter court. And he's like, well, didn't your dad do anything? And she's like, yeah, my dad figures he's done enough just because he, like, didn't, or he's like, uh, just because he didn't, like, devour my mom immediately after, like, raping her, you know, kind of a thing. So he's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> you know? Like, I didn't, like, thanks for bringing that up. But it's just like, you know, it's like, again, I, I love the way, like, Marshers reads it and stuff like that, too. And it's just like, oh, shit, my bad. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's not I, much to say about that, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, yeah. Same, yeah. But, you know, but instead right. of being all, like, super awkward or, like, super apologetic or, you know what I mean? I'm just, I just do like the way he's just like, oh. Okay. <laughs> there's like a, a time when we kind of lose out on Billy a lot. You know, there's just so many other characters and other things going on that and he the goes off and has like a life and shit. He goes off and has a life and stuff like that, right? And then he comes back in later books, right? We just had the law and um, uh, heroic hearts or whatever like that. Yeah. We had Billy in them, and it's like, oh, hi, Billy. I'm happy to have you back again as a seemingly full time character, somewhat, you know? Yeah. But. It is nice that, you know, in the first uh, RPG book, it is edited by, it's put together by Billy, oh, right? Oh, so much Picking sense. Harry's brain or whatever like that, right? So you get a lot of, like, in the margins notes from, like, Billy and Harry and Bob arguing about, like, <laughs> it's like, well, this doesn't even make sense. And Harry's like, that's just how it is. And he's like, but that doesn't make any sense. And Harry's just like, I don't make the rules, man. This is what Bob said. And he's just like, <laughs> and they just kind of like, it's like, you know, the same sort of yeah. thing where Billy's just got his quips written in the margins. Like, why does it work like that? And Harry's like, stop asking questions, okay? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That, that's, oh, yeah, I guess that's a couple chapters away. We'll get there. Yeah, but yeah, same thing. Billy has that very argument later on. <laughs> that just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Meryl suspects the winter night has taken Lily after finding their house had been broken into. Yeah. Which is a detail that I do forget sometimes. Um, that, you know, she didn't just go missing somewhere else or some other place that she does say that, yeah, it looks like someone broke into the apartment and that. And I was like, ooh, they snatched her right from... Yes, right. But yeah, Lily doesn't... Which I, I can relate to a lot of Lily here, you know, because she's like... Um, she doesn't really look after herself or, you know, <laughs> she's like, she gets kind of nervous. She doesn't really know what to do. She like does not know how to adult. <laughs> you know? And she gets uncomfortable going out of the house for long periods. And I'm like, you know what? I'm with you, Lily. I would just rather stay home, not have to deal with the world. I'm like, if someone else wants to take care of that for me, sure. That would be swell. Thanks. <laughs> As I mock my children for not wanting to make their own dentist appointment. I think a lot of but- <laughs> people uh, yeah. and in right. 2022 now <laughs> well, identify with this. That as well. That. <laughs> To leave the well. house now? No. <laughs> that as well. But yeah, but he's like, but and she's got a good quip here too, right? He's like, well, did you call the cops? And she's like, oh yeah, I just told them like, uh, you know, I have to find I it. I told now. them that a mortal champion of the Fae came and spirited away a half mortal, half Nixie professional nude model to the fairyland. They were all over it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I did have to admire the well-placed sarcasm. <laughs> but exactly. But he's like, okay, it doesn't take a supernatural badass to like, or sure, I stood up is what he says, but um, to make something bad happen to, you know, a cute girl in this town kind of a thing. Like, it totally could have been just random old Any whatever. rando bad guy. Yeah. And so she does kind of, she's like, okay, well, yes, but either way, I need help finding her, you know, and I don't really want to go to the cops in case it is something extra and blah, 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 right? 
and really puts Dresden on the spot because, of course, you know, she's like, I need your help. He's like, of course you do. She's like, it's really important. Of course it is, (laughs) you know. (laughs) And again, as he has said time and time again from almost page one, um, you know, he's got that knee-jerk reaction to help women in particular, the damsel in distress, the this and that, right? The, I think in this case, it was more of the financial aspect that got him. Well, not, so much, the, not it, so much the chivalry in this case. It, it gets was to that, that point eventually, but he, even still, he's weak already, but he's being a little bit like... Well, but that's what I mean, because he, he's really trying to blow her off, but he is feeling bad about it, you know? Like, that's the thing, because, you know, he's like, it, it does... It goes mean, against his ethics. Yeah, it's like that little heartstring tug, whatever, that he is inclined to want to help. He doesn't want to leave some girl out there to a regular baddie or a supernatural baddie. We just right? need to do the law already, okay? I just want to talk about the law. There's like only five... Six more years, Jess. We'll get there. I know. So it's not a big spoiler, so I'm going to say it now because we're so far away. There is a moment in the law when a girl comes up to him and he's like, blah, 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 why me? What do you want my help for? Blah, blah, blah. And neither of you have read it yet? Yes. And yes. Oh, you did get it to it? Yes. Okay. Well, and the, basically the girl is just like, people come to you when they need a miracle. Okay, that's what they say on the streets. Like, if you need a miracle, you go to Harry Dresden. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, because it's true. It's like book after book after book is pretty much like, I'm out of all options. Yeah. You're the last guy on earth who can help me. You were saying before, it's like only desperate people go to. Yeah, that makes sense for in context of... Yeah. Book after book after book, yeah. it's like the like that's it. I've literally run through every other option. I've got nothing but bad guys in front of me. Or if no I'm getting, one's gonna believe if me. I'm or... getting any help at all, it's gonna be you. And obviously, as we know as the readers and as the main character of the book series, he's gonna always say yes and step up and help them, right? Yeah. But it is. It's like, you know, we make fun of Jim Butcher all the time for giving his characters like 84 problems to solve by the end of the book. But the problem is, is that Harry's always got his own stuff going on, and then he goes and solves everyone else's stuff too. Yeah. It just happens to be that they're always linked, but <laughs> <laughs> generally, but yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, I think that's yeah exactly that he he really really wants to put her off, and she does finally draw him in and convince him with the money, which he feels shitty about too. Because he's like, well, I can't spend it if I'm dead. But he's like, at the same time, if I survive all this, it is going to be necessary. I am going to lose my office. I am going to lose my apartment. I have to pay for all those phone book ads. Like, I need some money. (laughs) Which makes that whole exchange that's happening right now when it's like, you know, you've got Billy watching this thing right now on Mm. the sidelines. Seeing this woman be like, you're the only person who can help me. My friend's in a lot of trouble. She's been, like, probably kidnapped by fairies. And Harry's still like, nope, can't do it. Five minutes ago, we were terrified of you. Now we're, like, begging for help, you know. And Harry's still, he's still being like, nope, can't help you sorry I've got too much other shit on my plate right and it's like what could Billy possibly be thinking right now and then you get him her being like I'll pay you I'll pay you double I'll pay you triple I'll pay you triple and I'll put a thousand dollar bonus on you right now or whatever like that and then yeah. Harry's family like yes and it's like what is Billy thinking for all of this so much nicer when you go to the law and you see that moment when Harry starts being a nice guy to people just for the hell of it and you've got yeah. Billy on the sidelines being like good job good yeah job, Harry it's just uh, Billy really goes from being this like 20 year old whoever to like a 35 year old like adult and you're just like I know. Crazy. Like a nice, normal, well-adjusted He grows up in the supernatural world and mostly comes out fine, and I'm really proud of him for that. (laughs) I know, and most of the guys that have grown up in a non-supernatural world are just not always as nice. Billy's a good guy the whole time. Billy's just a good guy, and it's so nice to see. You really gotta listen to the law. Yes. Yes. I will get there. Yeah. Tell my cue. (laughs) But in his defense for there, I would say... Definitely, I can see where you're coming from. At the same time, Billy is also the one that dragged Dresden out and said, you're about to lose everything. You need, I, I booked you an appointment. You need a job. And the job he booked him does not pay anything. So 
I think he might understand a little bit. And since he has kind of been tagging along with some of this, you know, I'm like, it might be a little bit fair that Billy does kind of get what's Billy going on Billy will forgive him. Yeah, he's like, he just friggin' went down and had, like, an interview with Maeve. And, like, literally Billy comes <laughs> out going, going, anybody right. else would still be shaking in their boots and you're giving her, like, the Russian judge. Like, you're yeah. just like, whatever, I don't have time for your bullshit. He's like, it's Right? So he might be kind of like, yeah, okay. Um, the fact that Billy really did grow up as respectful and nice as he did when he had that influence the whole time. <laughs> so He's like, stress. I don't have to be afraid of fairies. My friend Harry isn't. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He had a good, solid upbringing, that, their childhood that Billy did. Oh, uh, we got to meet Billy's parents. They must be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, so yes, we get, so yeah, kind of what I meant before is we don't really get a lot of, uh, any more information on Ronald Rule, which is kind of which obviously we do get, yeah, a lot more. They call background. him William the whole time in the lawn. I was like, who the fuck is William? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, Billy. Okay, stop talking about the lawn. <laughs> I just, you know. I know, I get it, but you're going to just keep, <laughs> we got to get back on track to summer night. <laughs> So yes, we get more uh, insight about that, and um, yeah. So Dresden does accept the money, and then the, the, the two of them wander off. And Dresden decides that he's going to call Murphy to ask about Lloyd's uh, Lloyd's slate, and ask Billy to call the hospital, uh, ask, ask him to call the hospital morgues in search of Lily. Yeah, which is kind of, and so Billy's like, so you think she's dead? And he's like, oh, I think it'd be simpler. She was, <laughs> and I'm like, that's horrible, but I get what you're saying like for sure if you just turn her up and that's it right and then then this is another good point right and he's like calling morgues like there must be like a gajillion of them i thought it could be more useful he's like well welcome to the glamorous world of private investigation you want to help you know like again it's just another nice moment where i'm like it's not all about going and visiting like fairy princesses and things okay sometimes you gotta do the legwork exactly and sometimes it's sitting your ass on the phone for four hours and calling morgues to see if they have some green-haired jane doe you know and again it's just a little reality check for Billy there too that he's like okay fine you know it's not all about running around and getting to be wolf boy (laughs) and you know it's like and again just that like "Mm, yeah it's a great turn around but not like yeah I think it just sort of makes you know a little twinge for Billy there to kind of understand the "Mm, yeah this is just sort of a regular part of the world stuff like (laughs) being an adult sucks bro yeah right so Billy leaves and Dresden approaches his car and a, a bloody Elaine falls out of it. Bloody Very Elaine. Asking for help. <laughs> and Ooh, if, if she's so powerful and cool. <laughs> ah, well, who's bleeding out in the parking lot now, bitch? <laughs> bloody Elaine. <laughs> she was always better than you. She always had more control than you. So, yeah, he finds, and Harry, Harry, I'm here, Elaine. <gasps> Fade to black. <laughs> Thank you so much to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us keep doing what we're doing. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash freeflowrambling. Chapter 17 Dresden brings Elaine to the summer court to help with her injuries. Dresden eventually realizes he's in the presence of Aurora, the summer lady, and asks her to help Elaine. Aurora tells Dresden he is vulnerable to the influence of Winter and asks him not to help Winter in exchange for Aurora taking away his pain. 
Dresden declines and tells her he will find the killer before the war between summer and winter starts in two days' time. So yeah, poor Lane. So first he let, and I mean, I get, he's had a pretty rough night. There's all these attacks going on and stuff like that. And he just like jerks open the car door and like dumps her out. <laughs> you know, so this poor battered, bleeding Elaine that has come for help just get like dumped on her ass. <laughs> and he's like, oh shit. So he like lays her out on the parking lot to assess her injuries, realizes this is bad. This is more than I can deal with. Like, like, and I have mixed thoughts here because he's like, I would need both hands to put pressure on the wounds. And then she's got all these other minor. But then he's like, well, I can't do that. So I'm just not going to do anything at all. <laughs> you know, it's like, I get you can't like drive and have hands on. But he's like, you're just like, I'm just going to stuff her back in the car and over the bass. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, this poor girl is just getting like, dump you out, lay you out, poke a breath. No, this is going to work. I'm going to fold you back up, shove you back in the beetle. <laughs> Like, sorry, I can't keep any pressure on your rune, so just bleed out as slowly as possible until I get you somewhere, you know? Like, doesn't, doesn't, you know, take off his shirt and, like, tie it around, you know, try and make, like, some kind of pressure bandage and... You know, it's just kind of, I'm like, I, I get the... It's a bit of a the, shock, I, though. I, I get like, the shock. He's not the, expecting yeah, to see, to see yeah. Elaine in his car And at I'm all. not saying I would do any better in that situation. I mean, I've never been faced with anything fight, that severe. Flight or, or freeze. He's he's a little bit on the the freeze part. Yeah, but it's I was just... I going to say, I've definitely got a cell phone, so I would definitely just be able to call them. Okay, okay right? Yes, millennial. And not move them all around <laughs> the place. And understanding he doesn't have that option, it's like, okay, fine. Yes. But yes, typically, like... First aid training 101. Don't move the body oh, well, when they're bleeding out all over the place. There's that, especially if you don't know if there's that spinal wound and she does have this big, like, the big Dash laceration in her, in her back and everything. And her arms are laced open. That's disgusting, first of all. Like, that would be enough for me to be like, okay, you're on your own. Bye-bye. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'll send paramedics down the corner. <laughs> I don't know if you're using that quite. Yeah, it's just some cuts along it. I don't know that they're necessarily. It says laced open. That sounds bad. It well, yeah, but even I, lacerated seems less bad than laced open. Like, what? I oh. don't know. I, I mean, she's definitely. I'm thinking of more like defensive wounds. I'm, I'm saying she's definitely got a bunch, but I don't know if it's quite as bad as what you're envisioning. I feel like I have a slightly not I good. But I'm, I'm imagining like ballerina ribbons. Yeah. See, no, 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 no. See, so, yeah, no. I don't think it was. Yeah, it's not flayed. It's just laced. So yes, I literally think it just means she's got a few. Sure. Cuts and things. Either way, he wants to Regardless. take her to the hospital, and she is like, "Absolutely not! How dare you! What a horrible idea!" No, Let's just take you to a bed instead. Yes, um, but yes, as weak as she is, and as out of it as she is, as soon as he says, "Don't worry, I'm taking you to the hospital," she's like, "No, they'll find me there, not the hospital." I think you've influenced me. I don't know why I'm suddenly making a lean out to sound. She sucks, <laughs> and I'm happy she's about to die. <laughs> no speaking ill of the dead. Not dead yet. I said, yeah. You suck, Elaine. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, she says, and he's like, the summer court? What the fuck? You need a hospital? And I'm like, again, I get it, Harry. But at the same time, in the last book, Leah gave you, like, a little kiss on the, the forehead and cured, like, a massive gash to the point where it looked, like, months long healed. And the doctor was like, get out of here, you faking faker. I was so, I'm like... Just about to say, I was like, if this was Harry bleeding on the pavement right now, he'd already called up 18 people to make a deal with. And well, <laughs> Elaine's just like, let me crawl into this beetle and die here. <laughs> let me take you for some stitches and some staples. I know these guys, I don't know, maybe at this point, you know, I mean, Harry does. I'm pretty sure 
like in grave peril which means when he shows up doesn't he say he has like a medical file that's like the size of a phone book or something like that you know so maybe at this point he's still all for the western medicine and it's okay a couple stitches all i'm like oh that's my god bills just, are like, going. Of the weasleys <laughs> what are stitches it sounds like that gold nugget that he got went straight to the hospital <laughs> straight yeah. to the <laughs> That's why like he was still broke after everything I after owe your you. Big <laughs> this will just American about medical out. bills. Yeah, yeah. Taking <laughs> gold nuggets left the and right. Whole lot of it just <laughs> that makes sense. That yeah, fair. Um, but yeah, but he's all like, "You're joking, right?" Like, and I'm like, "Okay, I get it." But she, that's who she's working for too, and she's went and hit out there for like why she's working for them is because she spent the last ten years in sanctuary there. So why do you assume she's kidding when she's like, "Take me to the summer court"? <laughs> Seems pretty logical to me, Harry, from her point of view. So, so Dresden does take Elaine to the, the Rothschild Hotel, and Elodie takes over and begins to lead Dresden again uh, <laughs> after bumping into the glass first. It's very cute. Yeah, she's like, oh, wait, oh, oh, this way. Yeah, oh, that's, oh. That's, yeah. <laughs> so he, he, uh, she takes them, them to an unlit breezeway and then leaves. Boop, her job here is done. Bye. Yeah, she's like, I just had to guide you to the court. Yeah, yeah. He's like, more fairies, keen. And then he's like, yeah. So he's like, okay, obviously I'll skip the driveway. I don't think it's there. So he is at the back. And then he's like, I don't really know what I'm looking for. Maybe like just a nice big sign that says summer court here. <laughs> you know? It's like, sadly, no. But yes, then Elodie is like, hello, that's why I'm here. But yes, I think it's very cute that she's been hiding in his hair since like the tunnels. Yeah, I totally and, forgot about and, her. And, yeah, so did Harry apparently. You know, like all this other stuff, getting mugged with apologies and bodies falling out of his car. He's like, oh yeah, right. <laughs> um, so yes, Elodie very kindly is right here. This is where you want to go. Um, so yeah, he's got to carry her up and he's very nice about it. But you know, I'm like, as you know, Elaine is like slim, but she's got a lot of muscle. So she's really not light. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody was, a, is, is in a dead weight. They're like yeah. extra heavy. Yeah. But yeah, I like how he's like, I'm not calling her fat people. Just so you know, <laughs> she's just muscular. <laughs> And I'm not a wimp. I'm not weak. She's it's just really muscular. How I yeah. <laughs> That's how I took it more. <laughs> yes. Either way, it's just this is this is all it is. Um, so yeah, so he's, he's frantically figuring out how to, you know, he wants to get his amulet so we can, you know, light up the place and see what he's doing. And bing, the doors swing open, and there's some girl. <gasps> oh, oh my God, Ella! Quick, let's go. So she jumps back in the elevator with him, and. Uh, and yeah, again, Harry speaking for all of us there. He's like, I, so it just has like a key to get up to like the penthouse or whatever. There's, And he's like, I wish it had like a bank of buttons so I could just like senselessly like press the button to speed it up. You know, it's like, who has ever done that, Harry? Come on, we all know that doesn't work. <laughs> we know the door closed, but the thing doesn't work either. Why do they even put that button there? <laughs> I have had it work occasionally, but it's one of those things where it's never going to work where you want it. If you see that like coworker or something that or like weird neighbor that you don't want to when you then it then it never does you know it's like when you act when you mean to hit like the door open button to hold it open for like the the lady with the baby stroller that's when you like slam it shut in her face You're like, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I was trying to keep it open sorry wrong button <laughs> as someone who's had a job that has required elevators for three years now the first thing I do when I get in an elevator is press my floor and then I press the closed door buttons. And I don't have problems like you guys do. <laughs> You're just standing around oh. waiting five minutes before you press the closed door button. Yeah, it does take a time. But <laughs> the first thing you do when you get in the elevator is start pressing that button. It only takes once and it goes. I've never had luck with that one. It uh, just never does you, it for you me. You just get all the dead elevators oh, that, yeah. Apparently, because like, yeah. Like walk signals that never, like, you know, the walk button that never actually changes when you need to. But anyways, 
Um, but yeah, so they have kind of a little thing here, and she's like, what happened? And he's like, I have no idea. I just found her. And she's like, oh, man. She's like, you're with Winter. And he's like, how did you know? And she's like, oh, it just shows. And again, it's like, um, like Toot, where he's like, I can smell her all over you. And he's like, is there a deodorant? So apparently, you know, this person, too, she can just automatically pick up that he's like with Winter. Um, and she's like, but I don't get it. Like, are you sure you want to be here? And he's like, absolutely not. But she needs help and she wanted to come here so I'm not leaving until yeah, the, the courts really piss all over their property don't they like <laughs> you're mine <laughs> very yeah they're very uh, possessive mm-hmm. it's really you know red flag people don't date fairies um but yeah it's just all very and he's just sitting there going like you know like back and arms and everything are starting to strange so he's kind of all preoccupied with all this and um so the, the elevator does finally open Yay. And it opens up to this rooftop jungle-like garden. And the woman leads Dresden through it. She leads them into an area with a a gnarled tree throne and and a few people around it, including a centaur blacksmith. Cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really paints a picture. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. He forges. The painter's on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) They also have a pool. There was, like, this weird, you know, freaky pool, maybe water, maybe not water, in the underground hotel in the Winter Court. And now up on the the Borneo portal rooftop um, fairy thing, there's there's (laughs) just another pool, square pool in the middle there, not doing anything perfectly still and glassy. It's reflecting the moon. It's reflecting the moon. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, fine, yes, you know. But, yeah, so, again, so Maeve, I guess, I mean, I guess this is a little bit like the original cover art for the book, too, right? But, like, Maeve had her big, like, icy snowflake throne in this pool, and here she's got, like, a pool and a big living tree throne and da-da-da-da-da-da. Which is funny, because he makes a point of it, but Really, you don't really come back to that, so I don't know. I guess it was just cool. I just it was, maybe, maybe just it was a good idea. Like, ladies just, and their thrones. Okay. I, yeah, I guess it was exactly. It was just setting that scene. Sure, the kind difference of between the two courts. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the not so differences. And the not so differences. Um, so there's like people like randomly scattered around, or like people. <laughs> yes. And uh, so there's yeah, there's people, people, like, and there's fairy people. Yeah. And, you know, they're all just having a day. It's like a nice, some fun day in Summer Tower. Which is funny, because, again, we've already established that we're getting into night now or whatever, right? Like, um... Well, that's what I'm wondering, because she said she was out to go get more clay. And I'm like, at this time of night, you were going to go buy more clay? So how late is it? Right, exactly. But at the same time, Chicago. Big city. All sorts of clay dealers. (laughs) 24-hour Walmart? This is, right. Maybe. Ex- yeah. I mean, I was going to say, depending on, I mean, like, because fucking Canadians, is there a 24-hour Walmart in America? <laughs> Most of them. Do they have those? Oh, they, really? Yeah. yeah. And there's lots, stu- lots more late night stuff. That's there's the one thing I missed when I moved back to Canada. I was like, ah, like, oh, everything like, is freaking closed at 9 o'clock. 10 p.m. in Canada, yeah. mm. everything is done. Yeah. 11. Come on, guys. We're not savages. Walmart's open till 11. <laughs> All right. You're right. You're we right. briefly had, because a few years back, Walmart started doing, like, for the month of December kind of a thing. Oh, yeah, they 24 hours but yeah which was cool yeah and then they did briefly move that to permanently some of the locations because the the deerfoot one by us um what my sister worked there for a while and stuff too and it actually did go to 24 hours it was not long for a few months or a year like i forget how long and then they decided to do like renovations and stuff like that so they shut it down and then it never did you know but there was a couple that we had like two or three around the entire city that had 24 hour and it was for somebody like me with my 
you know, most functional from like 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. kind of, you know, I, was, I would gladly go do my grocery shopping then and not have to do it at two o'clock on a Saturday oh, yeah. afternoon. When I was in the States, I would always do my grocery shopping around midnight. Yeah. Because I, like nobody was there. I loved it. Right. You're quick. You're in and out. You don't have the crowds. You don't have the thing. You don't. Yeah. Like so many reasons to make use of that. So, and again, I have discovered in my, you know, reading travels and that, that the Walmart super centers are a magnitude above Canadian Walmart super centers. Like a super center here means you have the grocery section and like a nail salon and like usually like, I don't know, like a travel place or like a optometrist. Whereas like, yeah, there they have like entire like Zellers and stuff that we used to have here had like cafes and cafeterias in them. <laughs> but the little dingy things. Yeah, <laughs> but apparently that's still a thing in like, like the states walmarts and stuff like that they have like i mean we do have a few as as we'll find out here shortly but the little hole in the wall things and stuff like that but plus they have so much more right like you have all like your your firearms and your booze and your all so they probably yeah, the liquor the liquor st- uh, yeah i forgot about that yeah sections. which yeah, is we don't have that another Canada, yeah. yeah no it's all separate it's really quite literally the one-stop shop yeah yeah there it is so i'm guess guess they're like art supply stuff is better than like the six cans of play-doh or like the multi-pack pack of play-doh and like the one other kind of plasticine that you can buy up here I guess when you have like a hundred times the population yeah when there's like eight million people in that one city that yeah so and for all is there really eight million people in Chicago yeah I think it's something like that is it really I will cons- Chicago has a third of the population of Canada yeah in one city the population of Canada it can't be that small like 30 million or something oh my god 30 to 34 million we're all googling now we are all so you got Canada I got Chicago <laughs> I know we're the same as California <laughs> oh, okay no I am wrong as of 2020 there was only like 2.7 million people okay Whew. 38 yeah you, nice 38.01 million for 2020 there's 39.3 in California <laughs> I was gonna say maybe it's Chicago or I mean not Chicago maybe it's like New York or something that has I just feel like recently American city with the biggest population okay yeah New York has like 8 million people which is funny because it's got to be even smaller than Chicago <laughs> Chicago's third on the list though yeah yeah I knew they were pretty big our city is 1.6 million yeah I knew we were over a million so yeah so we're literally like half the size Still, we're of, only 50% of Chicago yeah. that's not bad we're like half the size of Chicago so it's not but yeah it's New York has over 8 million people my bad <laughs> um looking at this New York's almost at nine <laughs> In such a small area. I guess. This That's why people are so angry there. That, right? <laughs> it's all up. Um, so there we go. So yes, I know. I sort of, part of me is the same way. Part of me is like, where the fuck are you going to get clay? Like, part of me is like, mm, Chicago, America. you know what? Yeah, it's probably You can get a gun a anywhere. You can probably get clay anywhere. You know? <laughs> Plus, I guess really, it's like fairies. I don't know. Maybe she's popping back to the never, never or some shit. You know? She's like, I, I, I just take it to mean she's a fairy, so she's a fucking liar. You can't buy clay at this time. But they can't lie. lie. So she just has to (laughs) misconstrue. So yes, so there's people, people around doing things, and there's fairy people around doing things, and he's all freaking out, and he's like, can we just, and first of all, the this centaur guy is massive, he's like a freaking Clydesdale, and huge, and comes like barreling down, he's fucking winter, like what the fuck are you, he's like, whoa, 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 yes. I'm just, I'm just, I got, and he's like, yeah, you got our emissary's blood all over you, and you're like, oh, I'm just here to visit, you know, and Korak is not pleased. No, and I am, and especially like he's got his arms full of this 
Why would I fucking bring her here? Why? Well, but yeah, he's like really not in a position to defend himself. And I'm like, you got this fucking massive horse thing barreling down on you. I'm like, yeah, that that would definitely check off the intimidation factor there. And that it does set up the tension that's between the two courts right now. And the yes, exactly. It's not even just an. It's like an instant. Exactly. Like like you dare set foot here. Like why are you? Yeah, even daring to be anywhere within our vicinity. Exactly. Um, So the other, and it's so funny again when you're listening to this because. Especially when you're like listening to Before Bed and you're half asleep and you just hear um, him talking about like the she lord and you're like the she- oh oh not like S H E but like fairy she and I just I, it was like a he man thing or something I just kept hearing like she lord she lord she lord and I was like what the- she lord Talos yes he stops the centaur from continuing for yeah. me it's just I can only think of that meme where it's like by Talos this can't be happening. <laughs> Nope, don't the know The Elder that. Scrolls thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a funny meme because yeah. the centaurs all like, Talos, no. arrogance can't be tolerated. <laughs> Talos asks if he's, if he, asks Dresden if he's him. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Am I me? <laughs> it doesn't make sense in my notes and it doesn't make sense me trying to make sense of oh, my notes. It does. I mean... I got are you up. Harry Dresden? Yes. Yes. <laughs> are, are you? If not, he's going to be upset with me when he catches me running around in his underpants. <laughs> right? True story. Diffuse with humor. I, Diffuse with humor. Exactly. And I'm like, yeah, Harry has time to be smart alecky, but he doesn't have time for any of these other guys to like, get to the point. <laughs> he's like, I'm dying here. It's like, it's like he just, just blurts the stuff out. He doesn't right. even think about it. It's just like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's I said that. <laughs> instant. Oh, it's completely, yeah, uh, second nature. But that's yeah. why I like it so much when, like, no. yeah, they, they continue to try and be like, well, then I grant you out. He's like, blah, blah. Can you save her life already? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, that's great. But. Great. Nice to meet you uh hello oh dying woman in my arms right, right now does anybody care these are definitely creatures of pomp and circumstance uh, right <laughs> so yeah so fine he's like oh i'll do what i can and like you know flicks his wrist and all of a sudden woo, everything's a buzz so here instead of having some naked lady jump out of the pool and get dressed by pixies now you have the pixies all running around bringing like band-aids and and Tylenol, you know <laughs> it's like it's not quite as sexy but you know same flurry of activity of um, so yes, yeah, so they make her like a little like uh, not a bower, but they make her like a little gurney out of like leaves and twigs right away. They just zip, 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 zip. Right, t- tell us kind of briefly checks her out, and he's like, "Yeah, eh, she'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> she's fine Sorry. for now." Yeah. It's funny, too, because, like, in conversational, Talos sounds a lot like Telus, which is one of our major phone companies up here. So it's just funny. I just keep hearing, Telus, what and did? I'm like, what? <laughs> Talos. Um, yeah, so he does say he's like, I can I can uh, help her out and I can kind of get her stable. And he's like, well, go get the lady. Like, no offense. Oh, yeah, because he's like, she'll be fine for a little while. And he's like, mm, yeah, no offense. You guys have weird ideas about time. So can we just move this along? And... The the clay girl is all like, well, come on, like, come have something to eat while, you know, Talos. And he's like, no, I'm not going anywhere until I'm sure. So Talos is like, okay, fine. And does, like, yeah, his two seconds of healing to be like, okay, well, she's just, like, in stasis He now. basically, yeah, he stabilizes her. He's like, I can at least make it not get worse. I'm like, well, it was already pretty bad. So, like, that doesn't necessarily help. That doesn't like. necessarily help. But, yeah, but it's all like, she's not getting better. She's not getting worse. Like, whatever. She's just kind of, you know, I'm like, well, why did you, you could have just done that kind of right from the start then, too, instead of waiting around with all this other stuff. 
stuff like while Harry's talking to you. But again, I, I do kind of like the the line where he's like, he's like, I can't hurry the sunrise nor the lady. I'm like, yeah, I, I, yeah, <laughs> women in general, probably most of you, yep. <laughs> yeah, and the girl again invites Dresden to eat. Otherwise, the, they'd be considered poor poor hosts. Yeah. So and she does make sure to promise him that it's no funky yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, she's like, just real food. Here's here's a coke, chips, and a turkey sub. <laughs> Dresden is <gasps> tickled pink. Marry me. <laughs> Sorry, famishly eats. Yeah, so that is good. And so, yeah, so he notices. So he starts taking a look around the garden and notices um, the, the little clay bust that she's working on and some marble statues and some paintings. He's like, hey, yo, is that Lily? And she's like, oh, you know her? And he's like, well, I know of her. I just got asked to, like, find her. And even that, I was like... Only in your, like, again, this is just you still feeling guilty about it because you're like, well, technically I was, like, paid to, but she doesn't, like, irrelevant. That's besides the point. Like, you were asked to go find her. <laughs> so, yeah, so she kind of questions again about Elaine and what happened, and he's like, no idea. Like, I literally just found her, and she wanted to come here. Um, and she's like, I don't get it. Like, your enemies, like, you're working for winter. Why would you? And he's like, because I don't, like, give a shit. Like, I'm, like, yeah, they hired me for this gig kind of a thing, but I'm not, like, pro-winter. And, you know, I'm definitely going to make sure that Elaine, as a woman, as a mortal, as, I mean, he doesn't necessarily know if the person he's talking to, that they know each other. But, you know, we know, like, he's got, but, you know, again, just from an outside view of whether that Harry knows this woman or not. It's just like, this woman is dying. I'm not going to just leave her on the side of the road somewhere. Like, it doesn't matter that she's working for summer, you know. It's like, uh-huh. mortal, same team, kind of like, you know, like you're saying with the, the council or whatever, you know. As long as, long as you're mortal, we're team mortal, you know, yeah. kind of a thing, right? And she's kind of surprised by this because she's like, you know, like Mab usually hires like colder, harsher people to be for, you know, I'm surprised that you have a speck of human decency in you, basically what she's saying, you know, and he's like, well, and this is where he basically realizes that she is the summer lady because like, yeah. Oh, you would know this because you're Aurora. But honestly, he figures it out fairly quick. Yeah. Like, really, like, props to you. Like, it wasn't like he was here all day or whatever like that. Like I guess. I always felt he was a bit slow on the uptake, but that could be the privilege of reader's perspective. I don't know. I, the first, Listening to it on audiobook a few days ago, to me, it seemed like it took forever. But then reading it on the page, I was like, oh, no, he figures it out on, like, the third page. Like, that's fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> see, I'm just thinking back to when I was... See, when I was reading it, I put it together until he said it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, all, all right. right. Okay, so maybe that was... Because I did. I remember going through the first time and being like, oh, well, fuck, this is going to be... You know, as soon as there's, like, a nondescript fairy and, like, I'm like, oh, this is totally going to end up being... You know, I don't I, read ahead. Okay? I don't. I just take the book I, as I it wasn't reading it. But, I know, but, but... Oh, but I was going to say, it's probably, I was going to say, that's what I sort of mean by, like, the reader privilege is that, again, you don't get introduced to a lot of completely no-name mm-hmm. background characters, right? Like, again, when you're watching a program, you can have the entire state of New York in the background scene, and you know they're just background because they're not in the forefront. Whereas in a book, because you have to mention everybody, again, it's rare anybody gets mentioned that's not going to be, right? So I think I kind of had that inkling from the beginning that I was like, oh, it's going to, especially when she's just like, oh, it's fine, the lady will be here, come on. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so yeah, he's like, fucking fuck fuckers. <laughs> but yes, granted, Dresden was a little distracted with a lot going on here and worried about her yeah upon upon his realization aurora sort of does this transformation thing and kind of resembles mave in appearance yeah sailor moon magical girl transformation yeah (laughs) just stops kind of looking like the girl next door and starts looking like which again make up your fucking mind butcher (laughs) (laughs) because he doesn't say anything about mab 
being weird until he goes to the funeral and is like, nobody's standing out. But Mav, or Mab looked weird and Grum looked weird. I'm like, well, you didn't really say that about that. And now you've been talking to this chick for like... 10 minutes, 20 minutes. I have no idea how long this exchange is supposed He's to... He's a little concerned his friend is dying. Well, again, right? But it was like, all of a sudden, she, you know what I mean? So it was like, well, she seemed to have blended in well enough. I mean, he never specifically said she was mortal or she was fairy. He may have thought she was some kind of fae. But you know what I mean? It's just like, you kind of keep going back and forth where, like, all these people that you're suddenly talking to that you don't realize are fairies until they suddenly expose themselves as fairies. But you're like, fairies don't really blend in. You can always tell a fairy. I'm like... Dude. <laughs> if you're looking for them, I guess. Continuities for wusses. <laughs> it's not. He's always writing this in the aftermath, right? He has to look back on his memories and be like, all right, what? Uh, what yeah, uh. yeah. Unreliable error, unreliable error. They're so hard to figure out. Oh my God, I totally knew that was you. But this is why it gets so, like, you know, like, <laughs> fairy is fairy is fairy. Forget about summer and winter because he's all like, okay, cool, stop playing games, go help Elaine. And she's like, maybe. Yeah. I'm going to talk to you first. See, see how I feel about you. Then we'll see if I... And it's like, ah. Fairies are just crazy bitches no matter what side of the aisle they're on. Pretty much. This is really interesting dialogue that they have right there going on. Because she's like, stop playing... He's like, stop playing games. She's like, you, you think it's a game? He's like, uh, no. Yeah, like, I know, well, damn. Well, it is a game. Haha. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh, okay. Because that's totally how you expect... Like, you think this is a game? He's like, I know damn well it's not. And you're like, yeah, we get this is important. We get the stakes. And she's like, well, you're wrong. It is a game. We're like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? So Aurora is suspicious of why Elaine was hurt and is cautious to help because because she might be playing into Winter's hands by helping. Yeah, maybe this is all part of the grand plan. Maybe this is a little. You know that I know what you know. You want me to, in my, my opinion, there. Like, yeah, big but. time, right? And he's like, I don't fucking care. Just help. And she's like, Okay, well, I do believe you but I don't trust, you know, like, again, I believe that, sure, you want me to help her make her better, but I still can't trust that because you might not realize, you know, the cat's paw you're being, that, you know, Map could still be manipulating all of this or whatever. So even though you genuinely think you're just here right. to help and her out. And she makes a lot of good points, too, like, that, that, that Dresden is, he's considered, he's basically a mercenary. He's had dealings with demons in the past. He's traded himself to Leah for power, and he's even killed people. Like, yeah. Just, like, all of that. And like, he's, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and he's trying yeah. to excuse it. She's like, you've Summon up demons. He's like, just nickel and dime stuff. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't inhale. Like, it was just kids dying. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Uh, and then, yeah, and she just kind of keeps stacking it up. Don't you've yeah, also done this, and you've also done this, and you've also done this. And then he's like, oh, fuck, yeah, not a lot I can say to that, right? Yeah. So. You, you get sort of like this pre predetermined sort of fate it <laughs> overtone or undertone in this conversation like from the beginning you have been meant to be a destroyer a killer do you know the original purpose of a godparent mr dresden yeah i said i felt tired a godparent it was chosen to ensure that a child has re has had religious and moral guidance and teaching indeed she said and your godmother your teacher and guide is the most vicious creature of mab's court more than Maeve's equal second in strength to only mab herself yeah insane line right then in right insane line because like yeah like once you've gone off and read the books a million times and you're not analyzing and doing a podcast like this you don't always think of stuff but it was this most recent reading when i was just like do you know what a godparent's for and i was just like 
Oh shit, that's a good fucking point, actually. <laughs> that's a real good yeah, point, Megan. It, it was not just a sort of empty title that it is a lot of times now, you know. It's like, yeah, no, it had specific purpose and meaning. And that Harry's mother and Leah would have both been absolutely aware of. Well, yeah, right? Like, again, you have to appoint some. You don't really just get to be, I'm your godparent now, <laughs> you know? Like, exactly. But yeah, they're supposed to be there. So if you are unable or unwilling to to fulfill that duty, your godparents are supposed to make sure that you are still brought up. Yeah, it sounds right? like we're starting to get a little of this glimmer that Dresden has really been molded into the person that he is, well, specifically by these courts already. Yeah, well, like, all these hints that he had, you know, like you say, like in book two when he's talking to Chauncey, and he's like, oh yeah, I totally knew your parents. I t-. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> and he's like, oh, you didn't know about, you know, like, you know, again, all these hints about what his mother did and who she knew and what she was connected to and when he was born and all this kind of, you know what I mean? Well, that- even up to the most recent full novel battleground you've still got everyone just being like hee hee you're not ready to know yet it's yeah. just book after book after book is like a little line a little throw here's yeah. the line, but it's, it's just starting just like- to be more obvious there they're starting to more specifically acknowledge it and be like mm-hmm. we're just not whereas here it's all these little teasers Time and stuff level, yeah. right so yeah it does start making you wonder like oh again is this just like I don't know you know again like people are like well you have your mother's eyes I'm like yeah I've heard that my whole life big deal what does it mean blah blah mm-hmm. blah 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 you know like all of us have no you really stole her eyes like, out yeah, of the no, skull yeah no literally <laughs> did you not realize that when your mother died they yeah you know exactly right he's like wait what um so yeah but i just i love and again i do enjoy marsha's reading of this right and he's like so yeah so he said we get this great line about how vicious and everything leah is and he's like teacher guide he's like is that what you think she is and she's like isn't she And he's like leah barely noticed me except when she thought she could get something from me i spat the rest of the time she couldn't care less the only thing she taught me was that if i didn't want to get walked on i had to be smarter than her stronger than her and willing to do something about it and aurora turned her lovely face fully towards me and regarded me with deep quiet eyes yes Oh, boom. (laughs) Monsters are born of pain and grief and loss and anger. Your heart is full of them. Yeah, because you like what you just said to try and defend it is exactly she taught you you had to be smarter and meaner and willing to use it. Boom, that's winter. And he's like, oh, yeah, he fuck me. Super like, manipulated. Right. Yeah. So, so it's less the, that he was an adolescent making stupid choices, but he was actually put into these specific places yeah. on purpose. Yeah, certainly didn't help. They certainly took advantage of him being young and stupid. And like you say, you know, it's, it's not his fault he didn't have you know the knowledge and experience then but yeah like you say it's like becoming less and less that it was just like oh hey this is cool maybe you wanna oh okay sure and it was like hmm Harry do you need some power do you want some power you know you could totally fix this if I hey you know it'd be cool Leah can I get some power (laughs) but of course (laughs) makes it even scarier when you see that like everything that Harry is now is by design that was on purpose and you're like ooh other than those darn pesky moral parts of him they can't seem to stomp out they try sure but still I mean to be fair like there is a whole part of like you know like who we love and we know as Harry is like this like he is very smart and quick witted and he thinks and he's this and he's that and he's and then of course yeah. you know you've got to deal with the whole anger problem and everything too but it's like ooh someone wants you to be that way I don't like that yeah he it's, is when it was you weapon. wanting to be that way it was great when you're someone else's weapon very scary it's exactly right and it really does like it takes the wind out of his sails right there in that moment too when he the kind of flicks you know light bulb comes on i've realized that almost makes me think of like you know the black widow you know whereas like the rest of the avengers were kind of like you know what like i chose to build the suit or i chose to uh participate in this government 
yeah. uh, testing. Or it's like, you know, for the most part, they've all got their sad backstory about, like, yeah. oh, nothing went the way we thought it was going to be. But Natasha was fully, like, kidnapped as a child, raised and, to be a warrior, a sleeper an agent, an yeah. assassin, fully mind-fucked or whatever like that. No, yeah, and then no got choice and no... And thrown out into the world and was just like, okay, yeah, you are super cool and badass until I say a word and then you're my fucking weapon, you know? It's yeah. just like, yeah, Harry, you're super cool and all, but... <laughs> What does that mean for whoever's at the top of all this? Exactly. What is that? Yeah, we're all just waiting for the code word, right? Yeah. And the nice thing is, is that, you know, throughout all of this, you know, fairies can't lie. (laughs) And and this is the other thing. Because he says this, too, because he's like, after he discovers it's her and he's like, oh, crap. He's like, this food really was just food, right? And she's like, no, 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 for sure. That definitely was. And he's like, well, I knew she couldn't lie to me. So I went on eating. And I'm like... Did you not just, like, again, this yeah. is like the fairies can blend in and fa- I didn't know it was a fairy. Because literally, like, two chapters ago with Billy, you know, they're like, they're not going to be offering you, like, an obvious, like, gift wrath pack. They're going to say things, do things. It's not right. And I'm like, you've been warned all along, Bob, and, like, whatever else, whatever we've had of fairies is all, like, they can manipulate you into. You know, do they're not, not trust. Ne- they're not necessarily going to be straight up, hey, do you want to let me control your life or whatever? You know, do you want to play the trumpet until you pass out and die? You know, but it's like they cannot lie. So they have to do everything else to work around that to be, um, what's, I just I don't want to keep saying the word manipulate or manipulative, but, you know, but exactly to, to steer you down or to get you to make assumptions or, you know what I mean? So I was like, why do you keep blindly relying on this fairies can't lie thing as much as you do? And especially when you literally in this conversation as well, you're just like, well, Leah just told me I had to, you know, if she, to get out of what I wanted, I had to be smarter and, you know, I'm like, you know, that's what they do. That's entirely their Maybe this is one of those. On detris, maybe this what? is like one of those things, like with Lydia, when we're like, you just said that no one's gonna believe her, and now you're actively not believing her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's right. like, fairies can manipulate, and he actually gets manipulated, and we're, it's, you know, it's we're like, all just supposed to be like, you know, as the reader, you know, that he's being dumb, but as the character, you're just like, okay, have fun with is that. Is that like blinded to your own flaws, kind of a thing, you know? Oh, Harry, definitely. Where, well, okay, but you know what I mean, where you're just like, I don't understand people that would do, and you like the thing you do. This all the dumb time. motherfucker doesn't know how to drive. Forget all the dents on my car. That was. Where not my fault. Yeah, none of those belong to you. Exactly, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Where he's like, well, I'm not going to get taken in because I know fairies are manipulative. You really have to watch your back, though, Billy. But yeah, and I've noticed with this podcast, it's funny when I listen to things and I'll, like, pick up little, like, quote-unquote mistakes. And I'll be like, that's not out. And then I listen back to our episodes and I realize how often... I like mixed metaphors and I'm like, why did I say that? What is, what? So apologies all out there to anybody I was ever like, don't you know what that phrase is? Or you said that wrong? Or don't you have editing? Cause I'm like, oh yeah, it's just when you're in the moment and you're just going and you just, I was like, especially in the last one, I think I picked up like two or three. <laughs> I'd edit it out, but you talk too fast. Well, some of that as well. <laughs> right. But it's, yeah, things where it's like, there's only so much you can edit because I literally put like two completely. And it was just funny cause I've called Jess out for doing that as well, <laughs> you know, but, um, Anyways, um... Yeah, so Aurora continues by telling uh, Harry that he's really vulnerable to Mab at the, as a result of all this stuff that's going on. She goes on to, a- like, ask him to let her help him. Where we see this moment of her sort of... See, she touches his chest, 
Um, emotions welled up like a riotous rainbow. Scarlet rage, indigo fear, pale blue sadness, aching yellow loneliness, putrid green guilt. The tide flooded through me, coursed over me like a bolt of lightning, searing and painful and beautiful all at once. What a wonderful statement that was. Like just the, yeah, using the all, all of yeah. there. Just, just like a painting. That's yes. brilliant. Brilliant. I loved it. And like all the sort of colors we're familiar with, but in a little bit of a different way of, you know what I mean? Not just like red anger, you know, but like scarlet rage and things like that, right? It was. It was just like a nice, familiar, but kind of unique twist on very evocative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even, you know, just before this, um, where she's like, you know, she's like, um, you know, I can't remember if she asked him or not, but goes, you know, to like touch him. And even that... He's like, even that was just really nice. Like, I, you know, since Susan left, he's like, other than the occasional assault, I haven't been touched. You know, it's like, Ouch. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, literally, it's like the only time you get let little. And I mean, we go on and on about this in, in society, the whole kind of a thing about how important, you know, much as we all like to be loners, much as some of us are like, you hey, don't touch me. Really, human beings are programmed and wired to want that human, right? That's that, pet creatures. That baby being born and immediately laying on, you know, a mother's chest or stomach and how, you know, all of this kind of stuff, right? And again, I can absolutely 100% say, you know, somebody that like strokes your hair or holds your hand. I'm like, that can be just a huge thing in a moment if it's got that genuine... It creates wonderful endorphins. It creates wonderful endorphins. And yeah, this is Harry. It's like the most I've been touched is just when people beat up on me. <laughs> you know? like, right. Not quite the same. So literally, you're just like... And so, so not only does she touch him, but she gives like like this relief it, for him. Yeah. And something else that Butcher has brought up and will bring up in other books, he often talks about just like the absence of pain being blissful cathartic. and cathartic. And just, yeah. And I'm like, it's kind of funny because I'm like, well... On the one hand, I'm like, obviously, the absence of pain is that's why we don't like pain. As soon as it goes away, we feel better. But I, I do sort of get the way he's saying, too, that without even necessarily feeling better or, like, fixing or curing, but, like you say, just not feeling that pain for a minute, just having it stop is, like, its own kind of relief above that, you know, kind of a thing. I'm like, it's kind of contradictory, but I also kind of get what you're saying with it. And um, But, yeah, so this is a very big moment. For him. And he's like, because she's like, oh, you're, you know, like the two people that came up here tonight, Elaine is not the most grievously wounded. He's like, what are you talking about? I got a couple bumps and bruises. And then she's like, no, 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 dear sweetie, I mean this. And he's like, oh, fuck. Right. And again, yeah, all that emotional and, and mental. Yeah. So he comes to and like laying in her lap. And, and, and it's, this, this was only a very brief reprieve from his pain because it starts to immediately flow back into him. Yeah. As like, soon as he says, here's, here's a touch of what I can do for you. Just, Just a little taste. First one's free. It's tempting, but of course, you know, Harry being Harry, the dominoes are already stacked up. Like, if he stops here, it's not just one thing he doesn't do. It's going to be, like, 14 things that he hasn't done. Yeah. (laughs) It'll fall back on, right? Because it's not just keeping a word with Mab. It's also then keeping his word to the council and also then keeping his war with the red. And then also, you know, it's... Well, and that's it. He puts it very succinctly here. He's like, oh, man, like, I could just let go of all this shit. But he immediately knows the consequences are, but if I don't solve this problem, the wizards don't get the thing, the da-da-da-da-da, they're going to buy, like, I'm a dead man. You know, like, no matter which way I, you know, yeah, you he's stay like... stay in this utopia as long as you want, but the second you walk outside, that-that. 
Yeah, meanwhile, everybody else is going to suffer and pay the consequences, because as long as the vampires don't have them, it's not like they're going to be like, well, we don't know where Harry went, and they're just going to be like, okay, no problem, we'll chill till he gets back, then we'll start the war back up again. You know what I mean? I'm like, all those other wizards and and people on the fringe are just going to continue getting slaughtered and wiped out, and right, and he's like, I can't, like, sure. I really like that, at this point, that Aurora does try to make a bargain with him. It shows that both courts have the exact same mm-hmm. MO, even though they do it in different ways. Completely they, different they, ways. They, they, she, well, she's very subtle about her manipulations to try to make this this a deal with him by giving him this, this That just relief. shows how much more open to summer they are, you know? Even, like, you know, we, us three right here, have these kind of, like, pre-cognition? Conceived. Mm-hmm. Preconceived ideas that, yeah, summer's a lot better. Like, it would be great if we were in the middle of global warming every day. That sounds awesome, it's, but it's like, well, <laughs> no, actually, like, really think about it. Like, both sides fucking suck. Both but sides very, are bad. very much the way Toot puts it, right, is the way we all sort of envision it when you hear them called the summer and winter court, that the ones that do mostly good things go to summer, the ones that do mostly bad things go to winter, right? And we're like, of course, that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Summer is beautiful and warm and everybody loves summer and winter is harsh and cold and everybody hates winter. You know, but yes, they are, one once again, two sides of the same coin. Yeah. You know, very much. And thank you for throwing in stacking the dice and giving me an example that I, or the, the dominoes, the dominoes yeah. are already stacked. It's <laughs> like, I don't know, dominoes usually fall, the, the cards are stacked, but thank you for just giving me that example. I did not have yeah. five minutes ago. That <laughs> <laughs> so I notice every time you do it, but never hear myself do until I'm listening back to an episode and going, what the fuck is coming out of your mouth, John? <laughs> like... Ah, so. so Aurora tells Dresden he's honorable, if not misguided, but and she does finally agree to help Elaine, uh, yeah. but first wants information from Dresden. Uh, she asks him what Mab has already told him of Ronald Ronald's death, mm-hmm. and he replies that it's only only of the death and the, that he's the loss of a, the mantle of the power, and that the killer needs to be found, but n- but no reasons of why. Yeah. And, uh, and she's like, well, you know that some are ready to go to war. And he's like, oh, so that's like an actual, like, that's been confirmed, you know? He's like, it's not just, uh, um, not just a possibility, it's real. And she's like, I know of no other kind. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yes, fine, fair. Um, but yeah, right, he's like, it's suddenly gone on from, not that this might, but like, yeah, they're starting to, like, get, they are starting to stack the dominoes. Not only is the, the war a definite, but it's going to happen in two days' time at, at the Midsummer Summer solstice, or yeah, at midsummer, sorry, at summer solstice, yeah, uh, yes, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Basically, yeah, the summer solstice is coming, and that's the last time summer will ever have any sort of power if they don't, because re- it's not just that Ronald Rule's power didn't got he got killed. It's not just that they don't have a summer night. It's that the power that the summer night possessed did not come back to them, so they can't even elect a new summer night. They, yeah. So if they've got any chance of ever holding up their own court against winter, it's going to have to be during the summer solstice because in one year they'll be so weak in comparison. And like winter yeah. will have taken them out by the time the winter solstice comes around before then. It is yeah. now there six won't months. Be but, another summer solstice. But yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah how she says it. Like we're at the height of our power right now, and as of that longest day of summer, you now start getting into less daylight. Every day after every, that is, is winter. Is, is, yeah, so they're like every day leads up to the longest night, and then immediately then winter starts weakening and you start moving back. <laughs> but into, winter will not start weakening. But they won't. But exactly. It's like if, if they move into their seat of power 
while having a chance to have stolen, you know, because again, they're like, who else would have it? Like, obviously, Summer's not going to steal their own power. It's theirs. They have it. So nobody else in the world really needs it or can use it. So who but Winter would steal it? You know what I mean? So yeah, they're like, they are going to exactly rise. They're going to upset that balance. And yeah, fuck everything over. So Aurora does ask Dresden to to promise her to, to not help Winter, just to stop them. And, and Dresden, he's like, he tells her that he won't promise, um, but he he does say that he will find the killer before midsummer. Yeah, and it's like in his words, he's like, you know, because otherwise I'm dead if I'm not. But also, it's like Harry again. I appreciate it, and as the hero of the book, yes, we know. But it's like you should know better than to go around saying things like that. It's like an oh, overpromise, and right, just hope it's not right? meant to deliver. Like, this is kind of a big one here. This is not even just finding Lily, who could just be a missing girl in Chicago. You're talking about this major supernatural war that you're still like nobody's really telling me what's going on. I still don't really understand the purpose. But don't worry, I'll figure it all out before two days is up. The pressure <laughs> is on. Like, but I think it's still fair to say that you know, from Lily's con- or fuck, from Aurora's conversation from all of this, is that you know who is exactly manipulating Harry through all of this because. If it is Mab, then you're extra fucked there, right? Yeah. It's the problem. So it's like going forward, it's just like, you still don't know who's pulling the puppet strings on all this. Yeah, exactly. And, um, always fucked. Yeah. Good luck, Harry. This concludes our episode 9.13, Summer's Influence. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and macanellies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Ponder by it at your own risk. 